Beautiful cover girl. For about Two games five, to go before the start of Big Ten play for the Iowa chip. men's basketball team. The Hawkeyes in action at home tonight against UMBC. The Iowa State women host UNI tonight. Chiefs back in the practice field getting ready to host the Raiders on Christmas Day with Isaiah Pacheco expected to return to action. Falcons owner Arthur Blank says they'll let the season play out and go from there when asked about the status of head coach Arthur Smith after a discouraging loss to the Panthers. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio with amazing slow smoke wings and world famous baby back ribs this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno hi miller and condon welcome back it's our number two it's des moines sports station 106.3 kxno Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until one. Bottom of the hour, David Kaplan on Chicago Sports Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cappy Trent's played the day. Circus Sports sponsor those coming up about 10 minutes before 1 o'clock. Well, we took a look at Iowa State signing day. Let's do likewise with Iowa. David Eicholt is with us, Hawkeye Insider, part of 24-7 Sports. David, thanks for finding time on a busy day for you. Trent and Ken, how are you? Things are going good, guys. Uh, excited for the signing day. It's always one of my, you know, fun times of the year for sure. Definitely count down the days before Orlando, though. I was just telling Trent, I'm like, you know, my tie with some sand sounds really, really nice right now. Not bad. So when do you get there? Games on the first. When are you traveling? I will be there a week from today. So next Wednesday, I'll be traveling out there. I'll get there probably around two o'clock or so, nice. and then we'll stay there through the second. So. Definitely enjoying as much time as I can there. Don't blame you one little bit. So let's talk about some of the particulars of this class. I guess since punting is winning uh, at the <laughs> University of, we have to start with Tory Taylor's replacement. I'm anxious to get the pronunciation. Dakin would be how I would say it, but uh, how does Reese pronounce his last name? And and if this video isn't doctored, and I'm not saying that it is, uh, <laughs> my good God, they, it looks like they found another Aussie that can more than, uh, well, and I was going to say fill those shoes. That's going to be tough, but certainly get off on the right foot in doing so how does he say his name and what do we know about him yeah it's kind of funny that the only place we'd ever start talking about signing day with the punter is the university of iowa like only in this state right so i have not gotten the official pronunciation yet i was kind of hoping if we were going this route that you'd uh you'd have gotten that down but i think it was rise docking that's how i would have said it okay uh was six foot two, hundred eighty five pounds, and as you mentioned, that video I think he had like a five point five second hang time on that, or Crazy. something yep. ridiculous like that. And I think that showed exactly why Lavar Woods and Iowa kind of kept this under wraps for a while. I mean, we kind of knew that they're going after a punter from that same Pro Kick Australia Academy where they got Tory Taylor, but there's never really been a name that has publicly surfaced. And after he announced his commitment, people started doing some background research. I definitely see why, uh, because I think he's going to be a guy that's going to step in immediately next year with, like you said, it's almost impossible shoes to fill because you could argue that Torrey Taylor was a, you know, number one or number two most valuable player mm-hmm. on this year's team and even last year with the way the offense has performed. But I know they're really eager to get him on campus. I know LeVar Woods is extremely excited. And, again, impossible shoes to fill, but, you know, he might not need to fill the shoes as big as it was with Torrey if the offense takes a step forward. So I don't think there should be that much pressure on him. It should be more pressure on the offense to, you know, give him a little bit of a break. David, uh, this time of year, you recruiting guys, there's guys that not only do you talk to, but 
you watch the tape and all of a sudden you become enamored with him. Give us a, a little bit deeper list, uh, off the radar kind of name that you anticipate you think has a chance to be you know, an all Big Ten guy. Maybe not right away, but down the line, a guy that's under the radar that you really like in this class. So I'll say he's under the radar simply because he played eight-man football, and I thought he should have gotten a lot more recruiting attention. Cam Buffington hmm. out of Winfield Mount Union. I mean, he is an absolute athletic freak, six foot three, two hundred ten pounds, four star by twenty four seven Sports. But you talk about a guy that was Mister Do Everything. I mean, he's playing quarterback, putting up crazy running numbers, crazy defensive numbers. He just has the making of a guy that I think could really ascend fairly quickly in Iowa's program, especially when you you know potentially lose. You know, Jay Higgins, Nick Jackson, more than likely is on. We'll see where, you know, Sebastian Castro, what he ends up doing. But this is going to be a young linebacker room with a lot of opportunity for young guys uh, to make a name for themselves. So I love Cam Buffington. And another guy who I would say is still definitely off the radar that probably should have got more attention. I like Jalen Watson a lot. Central Catholic, Toledo, Ohio, 5'11", 180 pounds. It was just a lockdown corner. He fits kind of that Phil Parker mold, extremely smart football player has great ball skills, and is an incredibly physical cornerback despite being maybe a little bit more undersized. But those would be the two guys I would start with, and I think you could obviously throw in uh, Devin Kennedy as well, the son of a former Penn State standout. Has only played two full years of football, but six foot four, 245 pounds, great speed to him. I mean, this is just a, another really solid Iowa class all around, but those would be the three guys I would keep an eye on there, has, maybe more so under the radar. How about has uh, has tight end you found their next group of tight ends? Yeah, Gavin Hoffman's. He's stud. the guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah G- Gavin Hoffman's a stud. I mean, six foot five, two 225 pounds. Out of Overland Park, he is Iowa's uh, second highest rated commit by 24-7 sports, just behind uh, Derek Weisskopf from Australia Williamsburg. Uh, but Hoffman's just a, an incredibly good player. I mean, you look at the stats, you don't really get blown away, but his athletic numbers are off the charts. Great vertical to him, runs about a 4-6. Uh, he has a very high upside. And I'd also look at Michael Burt from Creighton Prep, which is a, normally a powerhouse uh, in Nebraska high school football. Hasn't been the past couple of years. Six foot six, two 240 pounds, only at 15 catches this year but that's because they use a primarily run-heavy offense. But his blocking is next level for that. Kirk Ferentz is going to absolutely love that. But I really do like uh, these additions because you think about how much turnover Iowa could have at tight end Mm -hmm. uh, this class. I mean, we'll see what happens with Eric All. We'll see what happens with Luke Lachey. Steven Stilianos is gone. That's three of their top four tight ends. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely keeping a close eye on Gavin Hoffman because if he can stay healthy and kind of continue that trajectory – he, he, he could be really, really special, I think. Okay, will he be here early? He's going to be the only commit, I believe, that's going to be here in January. Awesome. Yes. Well, not awesome that he's the only one, but good he's, uh, that he is the one. Absolutely. Need him and a chance for him to find a little rotational work at minimum. The defensive line class I'm so intrigued by, and the work that they've done up front here lately, um, just great credit to that defensive staff and what they've done, just churning out guys year after year. You bring in two guys with NFL pedigree, Joseph Anderson, a freak, a defensive end that won 110 meters down in Missouri. Uh, that's a wow. Drew Campbell, you might remember his brother. Uh, yeah, Jack Campbell, who's in the NFL right now. Devin Kennedy, his dad, Jimmy Kennedy, and probably the under-the-radar guy from down in Texas, Janeke. He's got upside, and I think he might be a D-tackle down the line. Four guys that are all really intriguing in their own right. High four guys. 
I mean, I, I think the ceiling's definitely there, but there's a couple guys that I think it's a nice mix of high floors versus high ceiling. I mean, you mentioned Shima Shinike uh, out of Plano East, six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds. He has such a great frame, and he has a great explosiveness off the line of scrimmage. You mentioned they might be able to throw him at defensive tackle. I do think that's realistic. I think he's a little bit of a tweener right now, so it's just going to be about how does Iowa see him fitting into that room. But Jay, Jay Neiman and, and Kelvin Bell, I thought, did a great job with this defensive line class. You talk about a group that just has the most variety. The defensive line group definitely hits that. As you mentioned, I love De- Devin Kennedy. I think the more football experience he gets, the more upside he's going to be able to, you know, continue to bring. Uh, you know, Shanike, I'm a big fan of. Joseph Anderson's a four-star by 24-7 sports as well. So Iowa's defense, I think, just in general, from linebackers to secondary to the defensive line, I think there's a good amount of variety in a lot of high-floor guys. And it's just a very, very good all-around class uh, for Phil Parker. And it seems strange that we're talking about this now because before – the punter from Australia commit. This is a class that's been basically done all of football season, mm. and I think given the you know the struggles on the offensive side, you need to give the staff a lot of credit for keeping some of these guys, including you know the four star quarterback out of Florida who got a bunch of other interests in James Rizar, but he has signed the dotted line. He'll be coming to the University of Iowa in June and brings a great deal of athleticism to that room. And then the defense, it of course starts with the Iowa natives and it expands out a little bit to Illinois. And then they get the guys out of Texas. They get a guy out of Florida. They dip into Arizona. Like when you think about the new modern landscape of big 10 football, that's exactly what Iowa has to do in order to compete with national guys. You got to dip your toes into some high talent areas. And I think they did that this class. Uh, Any more on Cruton Trent? Uh, let's move on. I want to go back to uh, the uh, press conference on Monday. Guys, uh, really good media availability, the coaches and the players, etc. So just um, from in your perspective, if, if you had to name a leader, a, a, a favorite, not a betting favorite, but just leader in the clubhouse for the next OC. We saw the report on Philbin over the weekend. I still think it's going to be Chris. Um, where where are you, David? And are you any closer to who you think it might not who you th- not who you're naming uh, or you're reporting is next? Uh, but do you do you have favorite not not a uh, favorite personally, but who you think is going to ultimately get the job? Yeah, I mean, if I had to put a crystal ball That's, on it right now, I would give it. I would give it to Paul Chris. Yeah, I think Paul Chris is going to be the next uh, offense coordinator at Iowa. If I had to put betting odds on it, I think I put this on my VIP board just a couple of days ago. I said, I would give Chris probably minus one fifteen. Wow. I would give Philbin plus one ten, And then I would give the field probably about one fifty. I think Chris in Iowa just makes a lot of sense. Uh, just from the respect category, from the way that Paul Chris wants to kind of run his offense and run his program. He's got the play calling experience. He's run an advanced version of what Kirk Ferentz wants to run, which is, I think, again, a perfect marriage from those two standpoints. But I think Philbin definitely is a possibility. I know Kirk wanted to talk to at least one more candidate this week, and then he kind of has his own top four, and then they want to do in-person meetings. So we're not going to be able to kind of see what happens until, I would say, the second week of January. And I disagree with the timing personally. Uh, just from the roster attrition standpoint with the portal and everything else, but this is the way Kirk Ferentz wants to run. And when you kind of look at the where Iowa needs to get to, it, it probably is more important right now that they get the right guy than the, you know later than the wrong guy very quickly. Three candidates, I think we could all kind of figure them out. Philbin, Chris, 
Andy Ludwig. That's been the rumored three that he'd already talked to. But then there's that mystery fourth. The guy that he hadn't talked to was supposed to this week. Any info? Any speculation? Who's number four, Eichel? <laughs> I have some speculation. I've been able to talk to a couple people about it. Now, I'm not reporting this as official facts, so mm-hmm. I'm going to preface it with that. But I would look at Clint Kubiak, who is the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, there's a history between, I believe, James uh, James Ferentz and him, and I think that, that they kind of bridged that gap. So I think he'd be a really good addition as well. But, again, that's more so speculation and rumblings that have been pretty frequent between the text calls and DMs. Uh, with various sources, but that's not my official report. But based on everything I know right now, that would probably be who I project as that for. Gary's kid? Is, is that is? Do we know? Is that Gary Kubiak's son? I I think so, but I, I can't would, confirm that. I got. Yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> he is the son of Gary Kubiak. Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, well, there inter- you go. interesting. Right. Interesting. Um, Cooper DeGene. Since you got that crystal ball out, don't put it away yet. Uh, what what do we think? What 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 do we think? And I know obviously all of Hawkeye Nation is uh, fingers crossed. They want to see him come back. Uh, he's going to turn down a lot of or leave a lot of money on the table if he decides to. Not that it won't be there perhaps the following year. What do you think? Uh, what's your crystal ball saying? After talking to him, I think it's a, the chances are slightly more higher that he comes back, but I think this has T.J. Hawkinson written all over it. Mm, yeah, I think that he's going to want to come back. Mm-hmm. I think Kirk and his family and his agent or whoever he's talking to just says, you need to go now. because I just, Maybe his stock can get higher, but you know, talking to him, what was interesting is he said that the injury wasn't going to have an impact on his decision, and he didn't want to get into the weeds too much. And then you watch the next few minutes. He talks about how tough it would be. He knows what it means for him to come back. He loves the his teammates. He loves the coaches. He knows Phil Parker still has a lot to teach him. And, then, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Iowa's NIL, it's obviously not going to rival NFL money, but Iowa's NIL could probably throw him a very lucrative offer with an insurance mm-hmm. policy, mm-hmm. which, of course, is still a risk. But And I also get the sense that Cooper's not exactly motivated by money. Maybe that's just the small town Iowan values, but – this has T.J. Hawkinson written all over it. I'm not saying it's impossible for him to come back, but I certainly would not put, you know, I would not bet on him returning. But I, I wouldn't exactly throw away all the hope yet. Jay Higgins, a potential return for him. Nick Jackson, a potential waiver after his. Oh, I didn't know that. Is, yeah. he, is he trying to get one of the awesome? Because of his final season at Virginia, obviously cut short because of the tragic shooting there. And there was oh at gosh. least conversation that that could be a possibility for another year. A couple other guys out there. What do you expect right now? What are you looking at a guys coming back for a bonus year, if you will? You know, what's interesting. I think Jay Higgins is a coin flip. I think Sebastian Castro, I feel a little bit better about coming back next year because he, we talked to him through the media availability yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, excuse me, and he basically had said, you know, if they're telling me if I come back that my stock can get raised, he said that's going to be a factor. But he also mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of money he could potentially earn. He's never seen that much money in his life. It could change his family's life, change his life. I think that's going to play a factor as well. You look at how old he is. But I'll say this, and maybe this is completely out of left field. You know, this is hot take, David. If, you know, I know, Trent, you love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if Cooper DeGene comes back, I believe Jay Higgins and Sebastian Castro will both come back. Wouldn't that be if simple. Cooper comes back, they all come back, in my opinion. Throw in Nick, Nick Jackson, Jackson, too. We, still need to, we, we need to see with Nick Jackson if he can get the waiver, mm-hmm. because I don't think it's an open-shut case. He'll have a shot at it. 
But if that happens, I mean, I you know, I think Nick really enjoyed his season. Jay Higgins is his best friend. You know, mm-hmm. Iowa might want to try to run it back one more time. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. if Cooper that's if Cooper DeGene comes back, if Cooper DeGene goes, I think maybe one or two of those guys will go. Like that's how much power I think is in Cooper's hands right now. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. David Eichel, twenty four seven Sports Insider dot com. Uh, obviously, a ton of signing day. Uh, what else would you like to promote, David? Before we let you go. Sixty uh, percent off an annual VIP subscription. Our own Sean Box been absolutely crushing it right now. We're gonna have a podcast tomorrow morning, probably about an hour long, breaking down all of the signees, and we'll have a bunch more stuff up today, tomorrow, and then bowl game coverage right around the corner. So uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting with you guys then. And oh yeah, there's a football game on January first. Just kind of a reminder of that. Too. It's kind of because <laughs> under uh, the radar, it does. It's wild. I uh, enjoy Florida. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you, David Eichel, for what you do for not only us but for. Uh, um, I know that you're on uh, with uh, Afternoon Drive, and we appreciate your contributions. Thank you, David. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all the above. Give good, my best to your family. Yep, good to talk to you. Thank you, David. David Eichel, as we check in on Iowa. So, if that's the case, and, and I didn't know the Nick Jackson story. That that's mm-hmm. news to me. I, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that that's even a possibility. Um, wow, that defense pretty salty, huh? Jesus, you know, and Quinn Schulte very well could be a number crunch. They don't have scholarships. Mm-hmm. We saw what Entricker well, did in the mm-hmm. Big Ten championship game, yeah. but they're really excited. We've heard about him now for two years. Mm-hmm. They're excited about his future. All of a sudden, that Iowa defense pretty salty. Competent offensively. Well, we we didn't see the quarterback. <laughs> we did not. Not very much. Not a health. We never saw him healthy all True. season. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know what line that stuck with me from from Melissa and Eichel? Um, Cooper DeGene saying he believes that Phil Parker still has some things to teach him. Yeah. How about that? This kid that's going to the NFL, if, if uh, he decides to do so, and he says his DC is still going to learn some things from from Phil Parker. When Paul Christ was the offensive coordinator at Wisconsin, over the seven years. They were 24th in the country in scoring offense and 26 in yards per game. Hmm. Even as a head coach, when it dissipated a little bit, mm-hmm. both Pitt and Wisconsin. Well, they had some old lines back then, They too. did. 63rd in scoring offense, 67th in total offense, in, in yardage. Mm. Would you sign up for that right yes. now for the Iowa offense? Yes. Just be average. That's all you have to be. If they're average. If they were average these last two years, where's mm. this program? Look, they were pretty good to begin with. They mm. won a lot of football games. Um fascinating stuff we shall see it is 12 25 we'll head to chicago next with david kaplan we'll catch up with cappy trends plays of the day miller and condon des moines sports station 106 roofing.net maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise there's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when rush niggit is here and ready to help your business hi i'm rush i've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now... We have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf. So good.
Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk to our buddy David Kaplan off to Chicago. We shall go. Here's the Capman, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap Trent Ken, thanks for coming on. Cap, how are you? I'm awesome. Happy holidays to you and to all of your fine listeners. Uh, we appreciate it. Right back at you, Cap. Right back at you, my friend. So, Thank you. Give me a give me a sense of uh, Justin Fields, I guess, supporters uh, over this last couple of weeks when they realize that the season's coming to an end. They want Fields to be the guy. They thought he was going to be the guy when he was drafted. Uh, in the back of their minds, they know that they have the number one pick in the upcoming draft in all likelihood. At very worst, they're going to get one of the two quarterbacks. Uh, are they wrestling amongst themselves, do you think, Cap, trying to? They know the right thing for the franchise would be to move on and start that rookie contract again. But at the same time, they, they really wanted fields to work. Is that kind of uh, uh, where where your audience is when it comes to the Bears QB? Yeah, I would think that's probably a pretty good description for most. And then there's the Justin Fields sycophants, the stands, the diehards out there that if you don't realize that he's better than Tom Brady, you're an idiot, (laughs) and I hate you. Yeah. 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 I'm not kidding. Like, there are these lunatics out there. How can you not see (laughs) it's all Luke Getze's fault, it's everyone else's fault, but it's never Justin's fault. And Justin's a great person. Everyone I talk to who deals with him in that locker room, he's awesome. He's a great leader, tough guy, all of that. But at some point, you got to pick up the fifth-year option two days after this coming draft in May. For two days after the end of April is the draft. Two days later, you got to announce you're picking up the fifth year. That's almost $25 million. And if you pick that up, so you've got them 24 and 25, and now you have to discuss extension or tag him at, like, $50 million a year. Okay, he's not coming on some team-friendly $5 million deal. You're going to have to pay him minimum with Daniel Jones got 160 Are you paying Justin Fields $40 million a year based on the productivity today? The answer is no. So, and if he plays a little better, you're going to probably have to pay that guy, I don't know, $200 million, something like mm-hmm. that. What did... Kyler Murray get 230 so now you decide I don't really want to do that well you don't have the number one pick again you can't kick this can down the road again right because where are you getting a quarterback now if you evaluate all the quarterbacks in this class and think none of them are what I want well that's a different story but I don't think they feel that way I think they really like some of these guys Kayla Williams most people believe should be the number one pick Drake may let's say it plays out and Carolina does not have the number one pick, and in turn, the Bears don't have the number one pick. If that plays out, does that change the equation at all? Uh, I mean, if you tell me Carolina's going to win their last three games and the Bears are falling out of the top five, Mm. yeah, maybe it could. Maybe. I don't believe that's going to happen. I still can't believe Atlanta couldn't beat (laughs) Carolina last week. I'm with you. But they didn't. But right now, it looks like the Bears are a 90-some percent chance of having a top pick. So I think they will end up with probably the number one pick, and I think it's probably Caleb Williams. What would, uh, what would, how would you, I mean, they still got three games left to go. Where would you say this season is? Was it about as expected for you uh, going, as we think back into August, what did, what did you want to see from this team, Cap? Was it all about Justin Fields taking that step, or was, was there more that you wanted to see from this Bears? And if there was, have they accomplished that? 
Well, I think the defense has played better once they got Montez Sweat. Way better, yes. Yeah, that was a great trade. Yep. And so they've been better than I thought they were going to be. I think the offense has been somewhat disappointing. I wanted to know at the end of the year, good or bad, is that my quarterback? Mm -hmm. And I think when you factor in the financials, and that is part of the equation, this is a business, um, I think I know that they're going to move on. But at the end of the year, they left games on the table. Now, they could have lost to Carolina, who missed a long, long field goal at the end to tie it. But they could have lost that game. You beat a bad Carolina team at home 16-13. They beat Detroit really handily, but could have won the game at Detroit. Could have beaten Denver. So should they have seven wins? Maybe. Maybe seven wins. But for me, I think this whole season jumped the rails the first week. When you lost at home to Green Bay with Jordan Love making his second career start, you had all the momentum and you got I'm talking trucked in your own building. That's when I went, okay, this is not going to work. Defense is showing certainly some life going forward and some excitement that is building there. Uh, we're already looking towards next season, but if they would have found a way, if that Hail Mary would have stayed in the hands of Mooney in the end zone and a potential playoff bid would be on the line coming up here over the final three weeks, how much would that change the narrative? And how much real excitement would there have been for this Bears team going forward? I think there would have been more excitement externally outside the front office than there would be internally. I still think if you told me they had beaten Cleveland and so instead of 5-9, and nine, they're 6-8, and eight, I think there was a chance, chance, that Justin might have returned. Mm. I certainly don't believe that to be the case now. Um, it, it's a really good question but I still think they were going to lean toward change. Hmm. Well, Trent, you used the word excitement as we switch to baseball. When, is the, when does it get exciting uh, in Chicago baseball-wise as far as is Bellinger coming back? Are they going to get Yamamoto? It's been pretty quiet, Cap. Is that going to change? I don't think they're getting Yamamoto. I do think they're right there on Cody Bellinger. I think he wants to return. Now, if Toronto decides we lost out on Otani, We'll give Bellinger $250 million. I don't think the Cubs are going to do that. I really don't. Now, if they said, well, we're at 190 and the Cubs are at 180, would they come up 10 to get them? Yes, they would. So, you know, a friend of mine who runs Obvious Shirts, he's tweeting today how disappointed he is that they haven't done anything. There's a ton of free agents out there, and I tweeted back at my friend Joe and said, uh, it's opening day, December 20th. <laughs> I wish. If it's not. R-E-L-A-X, relax. Yeah. So let's see. Now, I said on the air today, if we get to the end of January and all the best players are gone and the Cubs did nothing, I'll be the first one to barbecue Jed on the air. Mm-hmm. But right now, let's let him do his job. Yeah, right now I guess the buzz would be Craig Council. Yeah, and he's finishing up yeah, the staff right correct. now. Yeah. Uh, do you read anything, anything that comes out of hiring a couple of his uh, bench assistants? It'll be Darren Holmes that's going to be the bullpen coach, and Mark Stripmatter will be also added to the staff. Do we know anything, anything that we can even ascertain out of those two additions to the staff? No, it's just most of his guys, I think, Mm-hmm. 99% of his staff stayed in Milwaukee with Pat Murphy, the new head, the new manager, who was his bench coach, the former head coach, I think, at Arizona State and Notre Dame. 
Um, no, they just they needed to get the right guys in there, and they did just that, mm. in their opinion. Uh, how about on the south side, Cap, uh, whereas uh, the Cubs are trying to acquire talent, seems like the White Sox are listening uh, to teams wanting to take away their talent. Where are the White Sox? I still don't believe they'll do anything on Luis Robert. He's too young. He's locked up. He's too talented. I think unless they get blown away with an offer for Dylan Cease, they're going to keep holding on to him. Once they make the trade, it will be for a big call. Mm-hmm. So maybe they hold him till the deadline at, in July. He's still got another year after this year. It's not like he's in his walk year. So that's probably the big chip. They're trying to get someone to take Moncada's money. That will surprise me if they can pull that off. Speaking of taking money, is anybody going to take Zach Levine's money in that contract with the Bulls, or are they stuck? I'm going to the game tonight, and I'm excited. I'm hoping that LeBron plays. I know he's a game-time decision. Mm -hmm. But come on now, man. You're in Chicago. A lot of people want to see you play, and I'm hoping he'll be on the floor tonight. I think he will. I think he respects the city as a basketball destination. Zach, I... The Bulls have been told a billion times, you're not getting Austin Reeves. They want Austin Reeves in that deal. Mm. Now, if they put Caruso in that deal with it, can they get him? Maybe. I just I do think he'll get moved. I do think it'll be the Lakers. I don't think they'll get Austin Reeves. <laughs> Trent and I watched him play in college, <laughs> and Austin Reeves being untouchable for any <laughs> NBA team, nobody saw no. this coming, Cap. It's uh, it, it's really remarkable. Uh, he's did, really getting paid, too. Yes, he absolutely is. Blackhawks beat a pretty good hockey team last night. What does that say about those young Hawks? It says they blew up my three-team parlay. I was 2-0. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good stuff. I said, oh, I'll just throw Colorado in there, minus two. Free square. Yeah. yeah. And bam, I lose. Yeah. So that, I watched that whole game. That was a really, really good game for the goalie, Peter Morozik. Bedard with two assists, but there was good jump in the Hawks' skates, and I thought they competed. I thought it was a really good compete game, which tells you they buy in for their coach. Yep, indeed they do. Cap, uh, happy holidays to you, brother. Appreciate it uh, as always, and we will uh, talk to you one more time before the new year. Thank you, David Kaplan. Appreciate I look it. Look forward to it. See you, buddy. We'll be around, and best to all your family. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks Cap. Cap. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Looking for something for that hard to get a person in your family? Make it Centurion Stone. That's not this commercial. I'm just trying to come up with something. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I, I can't, a pile of Centurion stone under the tree. No, but seriously, Centurion, if you do have a project inside or outside, it involves stone veneer. Uh, that should be your go-to destination. Go there first. You'll be glad you did. We've been talking about Centurion Stone of Iowa for for years now. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com. The showroom is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, and they do have Saturday hours. Uh, they're open until noon. Trent's play of the day next. Circa Sports sponsors it. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 106 point to you by Pfizer. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. 
Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Ten minutes before one. Ten minutes before Murph and Andy. They join top of the hour, The Drive. Uh, I believe Sean is off today, is he not? I believe he's on a start of vacation. So Heather and TBD, tune in at 3. Uh, You're going the, on vacation. I am, Trent. Your getaway? Yep. That's going to happen every winter? That was the deal that I made. Yes. I think You're she's, already talking yourself out of well, it. She's actually, my wife's actually, she's not sold on this cross-country trip. So what the deal was, I was going to move to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and said so over the years that I owe to my wife. Both of her boys are there, mm-hmm. and she wants to be close to her babies. There's a chance one of them might move back to uh, to Des Moines, Ooh. which would be real good. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, but um, so we compromise a little bit. If we if we run out there for a month, mm-hmm. with that can we can we still live? Because I love Iowa. I do not want to live anywhere else. Yeah. I truly don't. Um, so that's the compromise. So we're we're leaving for a month, and. Um, <laughs> Ready or not, here we go. Here it's going to happen. Now, you're not off for a month, just no, for people that no, are... No, 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 Oh, no. God, i got to listen to Condon every day. No, no, no. Are you going to have a guest host? What are you going to do? But maybe a time or two. Yeah, we might flip a few people on here over the uh, the coming week, but you'll be back next Thursday. Well, yeah, I might work. See, my... Do a segment. Yeah, I might do a segment on Wednesday, just... It's my sixty fifth birthday is on Wednesday. Oh, okay. And that's kind of a milestone birthday, sure. right? Because I remember as a kid, when you turned 65, you retired. Right, yeah. I think maybe it was mandatory. Are, are you telling me something? No, 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 no. No breaking no. news. No, okay, no, okay. no, no. I don't want to do that. Because if you retire, you just, you know, it's next. And people forget about you. That and what's next? You retire and then you're gone. Literally gone. <laughs> well, there, sometimes there's a gap in between there. <laughs> well, I would hope. But um, so I was kind of thinking, do I want to take that day off? What am I going to do? Right. Right? It's bowl season. You can hear me sing happy birthday to you. I'll come on for that. Oh, God. I'll come on for that. No, don't do that. In 20 years on the radio, I believe I have belted out even a line of a song maybe twice. I have an awful singing voice. I have a terrible voice in general, but my singing voice is even worse. No, you have a distinct voice. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Distinct is one of the kindest things people have said about my voice. Well, okay, that's fair. I mean, look, to be going way, way back, um, when you tried to um, join KXNO before, that was one of the knocks against you. Absolutely. But when they turn on this show... (laughs) Or any of the shows, quite honestly, you you turn on a, turn on a radio and well, which one? Who's that talking? You have that sometimes. You yeah. do have yes, that. absolutely. You don't have that here. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Which is good. That's I right. think. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that's what we're doing. Um, Merry Christmas to all. Enjoy it. I, I'm going to try. Gonna There's going to be some difficult moments, I'm sure. Yes. Jets could probably going to be a pain in your butt. Well, more so my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That too. Yeah. That too. Look, we all get old, right? And and bladders don't work like they used to, yep, yep. right? Uh, so we have to pull over every hundred miles. You have to make it work, right? Absolutely. Smile on your face. Uh, yes, you have a great wife. I do. I'm very fortunate. I'm very very fortunate. So you have a um, a betting problem. <laughs> so, it's only a problem if, if you're, you're losing. losing. You were four and one yesterday. So the audience doesn't want to hear about my plans. They want to hear about your plays. What are you betting? We got a seven pack tonight. We're building a little bit more. In fact, it starts this afternoon. For some reason, Oklahoma State is playing host to Wofford at two o'clock this afternoon. 
Give me Wofford, plus 13 and a half. Okie State's not very good this year. That might be if I uh, find myself around ESPN+. Plus. That might have to be some afternoon viewing. Speaking of the Big 12, we're staying there with Baylor. I'll grab them in the three and a half against the Duke East tonight. That's a good tonight. game tonight. Yes, should be a real good one there. Speaking of the other good games going on tonight, I got Oklahoma plus three and a half. I got Alabama plus seven and a half. Give me Villanova getting nine over in Omaha against Creighton. San Jose State and our old friend, the old Nebraska, Tim Miles, he's coaching there. We'll grab them plus four and a half, and I'll lay it with Iowa because we know what they do against the tomato cans. They <laughs> throttle them, right? They do. <laughs> Wofford, Baylor, Iowa, Villanova, Oklahoma, San Jose State, and Alabama. Seven picks tonight. Good night of hoops. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Merry TC. Christmas. Thank you, brother. And to all of our uh, fine audience, Trent will be here. He'll take you until the weekend. Uh, Murph and Andy, five minutes away. Miller and Condon here every Monday through Friday from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.